0: You know, I'm Tom. I'm a man, male.
1: Incredible. Yeah. Um. So, well, um, you asked to. Oh, you didn't ask to be on the show, but like, you asked me. I did ask you, but you were like, "Oh, if only you could have a man on the show. Who could that possibly be?" <laughs> <laughs> so it was a joint effort. Um, what are your, what's, where do you stand politically? Do you think?
0: Um. I I don't know. Realistically, like the political compass test says, I'm centre-left, but I would I'd take that with a grain of salt. Um, I'd say very central, but Mm -hmm. I don't really involve myself with it as much anymore because I know I am aware that every side has negatives, and I don't want to essentially side with a side that is Mm -hmm. could essentially be pointed in a a negative direction.
1: Would you say that the extreme left and right?
0: um, if they're given enough time in power, they'll end up at the same place.
1: Bam, bam, horseshoe theorist. Anyway, moving on. Let's go on to our epic centrist moment. Let's go on to the questions. <laughs> so, first of all... Good start. Um, what do you think about the super straights? First of all, we'll define what a super straight is, and then at-
0: we'll get... The actu- well, where super straight came from, where that word came from, was from a troll page on 4chan where... It was people just trolling and trying to get a response out of essentially people who care about the topic. Now, what super straight means in that sense is, I guess, it's more of just a, it's like a piss take to say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm so straight, I'm not going to do this or that. It's kind of like toxic masculinity personified as a joke. But I think what it like, the actual definition of it being like, you don't really want to have sexual relations with someone who is transgender. I think, like, am I wrong in saying that's the actual definition of it?
1: I think that's what they define it as. As, like, you know, I'm so straight that I'm not attracted to and I don't have sex with people who are transgender. I'm only attracted to and have sex with people of, like, who were born and remain the biological gender they were assigned to.
0: Well, see, the thing is with that is, like you said, I'm so straight that I don't think it has anything to do with being so straight. I think it's just, the like, the, the word super straight itself, if you break it down, super and straight, yes, it's made in poor taste and it's made to take the piss, but the definition isn't saying, I'm so straight that I, you know, don't want to have... To. It's, well, it's, just, like, it's just... It connotes, like, the purest form of, like, heterosexuality.
1: At least that's how they make it sound. So, um... Is inherently transphobic. Because um
0: would you agree or no? To an extent, yeah, I guess. I mean, but at the same time, that's not to say that like as um <clears throat> would I class myself as uh super straight? I don't know, but at the same time, like when, when you class it as transphobic, you also need to understand that this whole thing with people becoming transgender and the um Like the whole, but basically the whole thing of changing your identity is a very new thing. It's still a very young idea, and it's Rome wasn't built in a day. It's going to take a long time for people to be fully accepting of it. And I like if one of my friends came out as transgender, or someone I was talking to came out as transgender, I'd still look at them for the person that they are. But at the same time, at the back of my mind. If you're having, if, like, I know for me, if I'm having sexual relations with someone who was a man at some point, that would kind of play a bit weird in my head. And, but what if uh, you couldn't tell and they never told you? you if you could no? But that, that's the whole thing about choice, though. Because at the end of the day, it's my choice whether or not I want to have sexual relations with someone. Yes, it is. And
1: if you make the choice <coughs> to have sexual relations with someone who's transgender, whether you know it or not, then you still make that choice. You still
0: consented. Absolutely. But my choice may change whether like, whether that person is transgender or not. And that, that comes with educating ourselves a lot more with it. See, I haven't educated... So
1: you wouldn't have sex... Well, you would feel bad about having sex with someone. <clears throat> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't
0: feel bad about it. I'd feel weird about it.
1: you feel weird about it? Yeah. So then that suggests that um, for super straights, that, you know, transgender people are not actually a transgender. They're like... I think if it was a trans woman, for example, they're like secret man hiding inside a woman's body and i think what is very important to think about in this context is the idea that gender is definitely a performance in the sense that like you
0: know there's no traits that inherently make me a woman or make you a man other than the x y chromosome well
1: that can be debated to be honest
0: i i mean hormones but essentially, what makes a male a male and a female a female is the X Y chromosome and the hormones that are produced. And, and obviously, biological
1: with biological sex, I would argue is different to gender. But I think, and lots of scholars believe that gender itself is a performance because I don't, you know, if you were to put a baby in a white room and it was a girl, it wouldn't come out of that white room grown up five years later thinking that the colour pink is what she should enjoy, or even using she her pronouns. The idea of pronouns are also a social that's from language. Hmm. And so you get, um, like for example, we know that masculinity and femininity are social constructs that evolve and change over time. For example, we saw like in the seventeen hundreds, the French kings would were you know considered the epitome of masculinity, despite wearing like tight stockings and high heels and skirts and all the rest of it. And did you know that the reason why they wore um, tight clothing as men is because it was like to show off their muscles, to be like, look, this I look after myself. This is my body anyway um but now that's completely changed around yeah fun fact um now that's completely changed around as ideas of traditional masculinity change like you had the whole idea of like chivalry and being a knight. like that's definitely changed so really we are performing the traits that are told to us are masculine and feminine um
0: are you talking as uh, are you saying in the sense that Like, I would suggest that gender isn't
1: real. So rather than being attracted to a transgender person or any person, people are attracted to other people's gender expression.
0: So you're saying that gender starts and stops with how people act in a social construct. Let's say someone who is perceived a male is more burly and whatnot. Someone who is perceived a female is more, and like, um, what do you call it? Um, I guess it's the word intelligent or something like that. Like, bring it back down to it's very, you know.
1: Yeah, like... People who, but that's the thing, we don't even know what masculine and feminine mean. But if we're talking like our current time context, if you were to walk into a room and see someone with like long hair and boobs and someone with muscles and short hair, you'd say, oh, the first one's a woman and the second one's a man. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you were, super, like, I'm saying that super straights are not attracted, not that no one is attracted to what's in someone's pants, they're attracted to what someone looks like and what gender they think they are performing.
0: Attraction and. Consent to sex to sex are two very different things. Just because I someone just because I find someone attractive doesn't mean I want to have sex with them, because that's what maturity is. And when and I like for example, you you need to look past someone's in any in any walk of life you have to walk past like don't judge a book by its cover to look in like inside the person and actually say well are you actually a good mate. Mm-hmm. Like, like not not as in like yeah, g'day mate as in like a sexual partner because <coughs> sorry um, at the end of the day there are repercussions for everything you do
1: mm-hmm. so if a, but I'm saying that if a person a super straight uh, saw a transgender person was attracted to them had consensual sex with them and then afterwards found out that they were transgender that doesn't mean that they didn't consent to the act you can't well I said mm-hmm.
0: Absol- no no yeah, go on, go on. I was
1: going to say you can't revoke consent after something has happened, but of course you can. But the reason for revoking consent um, would not be because they were sexually assaulted. It would be because they're horrified that they had sex with a transgender person.
0: Well, you're saying that in the sense that that person... Like, you're saying that in the in the sense that like, almost like that person was full knowing to begin with. like.
1: But why do you need to know to begin with? What about being transgender? Because it's intimate. You're
0: Because... In sex, both people are giving themselves up to the other person. And if you give yourself up to someone that you later realise that you may not have wanted to, that can also leave um, negative impacts. What about being transgender would make someone
1: not want to have sex with another person?
0: What about being mm-hmm. transgender is so
1: undesirable?
0: It's, it's the fact that it's, very, like, at, still, it's still very hard to kind of wrap your head around that this person may have went from being a whole man to being a whole woman that that in like that that's still a very that's still a hard concept to wrap your head around and obviously eventually and i i agree with the fact that transgender people that turn from male to female or female to male or whatever they want they are that person that they have turned into and i am what fully supportive of them wanting to be who they are and being who they are and having rights as who they are but I, I, I couldn't, I mean. Okay, not
1: you personally, I
0: won't get into that. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but, like, I don't know, it's just a weird one. Eventually, we'll get to a point where everyone's a lot more comfortable with it, but, like I said, Rome wasn't built in a day. It's something that we need to, like, obviously be supportive of everyone involved because, you, you, like, you can't force someone to have sex with someone if they don't want to, obviously.
1: So I'm
0: Yeah, but In, that, at, that, at the same time, if they had sex unknowingly, they had sex. So, yeah, I mean, what, so what's, what's the problem then? What situation is
1: there where you have sex with someone and then find out... I mean, the only time I can think of is, like, if you have, a, have relations with someone and then afterwards find out that they're, like, a murderer or a serial killer or something, like, something bad about their personality. But being transgender is not a personality. It's not something inherently bad. So there's no reason... To um but before, to feel disgusted about it.
0: Before you said that gender wasn't real and it was a social construct a social construct. Yeah. So how is that not like a personality trait? What do you mean? Because obviously uh, are you
1: saying that your gender is like your personality traits? F- essentially. No, yeah, it is personality traits. So but um but then you're suggesting that like a trans well then there's no issue because a trans woman is exhibiting all of the personality traits of a woman, so therefore she is a woman. And there's no need to be disgusting. but the
0: fact that they were a man puts people off but why if they if
1: they are a woman if they present
0: like a woman if they have that custom coochie what's the issue see you're asking me as though i have any personal opinion with this i haven't had sex with a transgender person so i wouldn't know but
1: mm-hmm. um, you seem to be able to empathize with this absolutely
0: and i think when you're making this debate you have to look at both sides see like you're saying this in the sense that you feel very empathetic for the transgender community, and the absolutely. fact—absolutely, I'm—I also feel empathetic with that because of the fact that, let's say, let's say for example, I'm transgender, and then I wouldn't want people to look at me like, oh uh, you know, let's kind of sideline him until we're ready to accept him. That I—I I, I think that's obviously very—it's it, unfortunate that that is the case because that is the case essentially, but. Like I said, it, I'm, not, I'm I'm gonna stop using the Rome was built in the day metaphor, and like it, it's something that we definitely need a lot more education on. That that's that, that that's basically nine tenths of the law for me is education. Yeah.
1: Um, another thing is that I think this entire super straight thing has been definitely blown like blown up by the media. I feel like people saw like one post and they were like, "Oh, that's this is what's happening now, this is the new sexuality." When in reality, um, I don't think there are that many super straights around. And if there are, please tell them to shut up, um, listener. Um, And second of all, there are... I just looked it up. Apparently, only 390 people um, out of every 100,000 are transgender. That's like 3%. I can't remember how much is that.
0: Uh, uh, What was the ratio? 390,000 over 100,000. No. 390 over 100,000. Yes, that's 3%. Is it? Oh, well, no, that's less. It's, it's, less zero,
1: it's 0.3%. Oh, geez, I can't do so, yeah, how likely is someone, and that's both um, transgender men and women. Yeah. So, like, how likely are these super straights to encounter a trans person? First of all, to encounter a trans person, to be attracted to that trans person and have that trans person be attracted to them, and third of all, actually have sex with them. Not very likely at all. So, going around with this gen- with this expression of, like, you
0: know, this is my sexuality, and deal with it. Is it is quite definitely a an expression of transphobia. Yes, I, I I fundamentally I think it is. But you know, everyone's afraid of what they don't understand. So, bringing it back, like you're you're obviously very well read on this, and you're very you're very understanding of this, you're very empathetic of this,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I am to a degree as well. But that's because we both have taken the time to try to understand it as best as we can not everyone does and therefore not everyone actually can look past the stigma because stigmas are made by little un- 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 uneducated people or with un- uneducated opinions the best thing to do in that sense is to educate those opinions and I'm not saying, you know, watch a YouTube clip of this person saying it's okay to be transgender. I'm saying actually look into it. Look into the biologics of it or biology of it. Do, like I think society needs to really put a bigger emphasis on education in every facet because that is, that, that's essentially how problems get solved is by changing what you used to believe. And that's, that comes with education. The what? The nut bush. What's the nut bush? What? Yeah, no. Nah, move on.
1: Anyway, um...
0: <laughs> What's Star Wars?
1: Moving on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. So, um, should
1: we move on to the next question? Yeah, if you want. Basically, wait, let's just reset our opinions real quick. I think superstars are done, I should piss off.
0: I think that is a very, very emotional opinion <laughs> that needs reconsidering. Yeah, but, okay. Um, at what point did you say that um, super were dumb? Oh,
1: no, I think it's an uneducated and stupid... That doesn't make them
0: dumb. That just means that they haven't taken the time to educate themselves in it. That doesn't make them dumb.
1: Okay, I think
0: super are lazy. If you can say they
1: that, that lazy and transphobic?
0: Yes, I, 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 would, I would agree with that, but I'd also agree... I'd also um, contend that transphobia... or transphobia comes with... The freshness of transgenders, transgenders, basically. Transgender people have always existed. Not to the extent that they have in recent times. Not the
1: same visibility because they live in a society that oppresses them and doesn't give them that kind of platform. But they have always existed. Uh, I, I as are you talking about gender dysphoria? No, I'm just talking about people who express the opposite gender identity.
0: Yeah, that that they have always existed. Mm. But. At the same time, now that it's getting a lot more traction and that we're forced to look at it, a lot of people are kind of... It, it, that, that tends to be the case when people see something they don't necessarily like or understand. They kind of just look away. And that's where the oppression comes from. So... So then
1: super straight. Well, is this emergence of super straight the result of what happens when you force people to look at it in the face? To look at the
0: reality yeah, of transgender I, people? Yeah, I, I think so. That's what
1: you think it is? Yeah. Okay, moving on to the next question. What do you consider dark humour and does it have a place in society?
0: Um, I'm a massive fan of dark humour for my own personal reasons. I think dark humour is essentially humour that bases itself off of the darkest... I don't use the same word in the definition, Mm -hmm. but like the the most vulgar opinions that may appear in one's mind Mm -hmm. and making light of that. I see.
1: And... Uh, what do you give us an example okay is it, would it be inappropriate to
0: give us an example Oh no 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 um th- this one I mean I can show you the um the meme I have okay, the meme says when I'm trying
1: to purchase some music but my mom says I shouldn't be dancing at dance
0: funeral yeah okay. you like you like you you gave it yeah, my dad's dead, but I found that very funny, <laughs> I found that very funny, and I'm okay that you laughed at that because mm-hmm. I, because of the
1: experience that you
0: had. It's not just that, like the experience that I had, that that was kind of an example. But the experience that I had made me more accustomed to that kind of impactful stuff, mm. like that. Ooh, that, that um, what that do you shock call it? Shock value, and it made me more okay with it. And I think I, I don't know your your situation I or I if. Talk. Whatever. <laughs> Seriously, don't, don't, don't worry about it. But um, I think people's humour, it, it being subconscious, is moulded by people's experiences growing up and their experiences through life. And obviously my experiences are going to be very different to yours, very different to everyone else's ever. So humour is going to be subjective. Because, I, because you laugh at that, that doesn't make you you know, think that people without in this case without dads are all losers because you're laughing at them. You don't you don't think that, right? Of course not. At the same sense that I don't think I I don't have the same opinion of someone who made a joke of a particular context. I can laugh at the shock value of it but not agree with the context.
1: Interesting. Would you say that um, dark humour should come from someone who has experience in that region? So like for example I am a serial maker of jokes like, oh, can someone get that for me? My tiny woman arms can't get it. My my woman brain too dumb. Yeah, but yeah
0: I've seen the TikTok.
1: It's, it's, it's already, <laughs> have
0: you? No, my mate uh, sent it to me. I don't I don't own the app. I don't own the app.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> so when I make those jokes, it's funny. But if a man was like, literally like to me, um, oh no, she can't reach. Her woman brain is too stupid. I'm not laughing.
0: See, I'd argue there's more shock value in him saying it.
1: Yeah, that's why it's not funny because he doesn't understand the experience of being a woman.
0: Absolutely, but it's not it, at the same time. It's not funny to you, and I'm not. I'm not saying that.
1: And who are jokes for? That's right. Shouldn't they be funny? Shouldn't be the, the, the subject of the joke? Absolutely,
0: they would, but I don't think anyone would say that to you. If they didn't, if they hadn't already worked you out first, no one would come up. No, no stranger would say, "Oh, can you pick that up, woman?" Like, no, no, no strange, no stranger would do. Exactly, no stranger would do that. And if they do, obviously, you know, yes. okay. what happens happens. But like, obviously, those kinds of those kinds of dark humor joke, or those kinds of that kind of humor only comes from people who know you well enough and you know well enough to know that they don't actually hold that opinion.
1: Mm. And that's why it can get very confusing when you see people, like for example, um, guys who make jokes about women being like stupid or dishwashers or anything, they don't make those jokes to women like you said, they make it to their own friends. And so, um, and it's for their friends to laugh at. So then really it's like, what are we laughing at?
0: We're laughing at the ignorance of that comment
1: meta if you ask
0: me. what do you mean meta it's very like
1: layered we're laughing at the shock value of the ignorance of
0: the comment of the this I feel like you yeah something... but like, it, it, essentially I'm dancing I'm dancing around not saying we're laughing at what is uh, like at the context of what is said because we're not laughing like I don't find it funny when I think of my mum in a kitchen slaving away because that's her job mm-hmm. right I no one wants that for any woman in their life unless you are a bigot basically. Mm-hmm. No one wants that for anyone. But the fact that people still make those jokes doesn't mean that they do want that. It means that that is that opinion is essentially stupid, and we're laughing at the stupidity of it.
1: Would you say that those jokes then are like people's coping mechanism? Like, is it helping men to cope with the idea of their wives and girlfriends being
0: dishwashers? Again, you're you're looking too far into the context. I think that Dark humour definitely helps with coping like, it, it, It's helped me a lot. I agree.
1: It definitely it, has a place in... Continue, sorry.
0: No, it's all right. You can, it, like, it
1: has a place for people who are experiencing all kinds of awful, awful things. Like, humour is a coping mechanism. Absolutely. But I think that dark humour... Like, uh, we did talk about this last episode with Steph. I don't know if you listened to it. But we were talking about how dark humour um, is the most funny when it's told by someone with that experience.
0: So, uh, I, I feel like that's awkward if if someone does that. It's
1: awkward
0: see you you, you you wouldn't have laughed at the meme that I showed you if you'd known my situation.
1: If I knew that you meant it to be
0: funny though. Would I f- I feel like see, there's I mean, always those undertones that are oh, you know I don't really know if I should laugh at that because you actually went through that. Yeah. Cuz like the, cuz then I'm cuz then I'm laughing funny. at you cuz that's the point I'm laughing at you. No one makes a dark humor joke to laugh at someone in particular.
1: That's why it's Because it's someone both making light of their situation and demonstrating the gravity of it to other people. Stand-up comedians love dark humour. Absolutely. They, tell jokes about
0: themselves. they don't always tell jokes about themselves. They might use themselves in an anecdote, but they're not always laughing at them. Aha! Oh, look at me, laugh at me. they sort. They they might be pointing a joke at someone else in their life. Look at Bill Burr, for example. Do you know who Bill Burr is? I don't know. Oh, I'm very surprised by that actually, because he says a lot of weird, uh, not weird, but um, edgy shit. <laughs> 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 I would have thought you would have known who he is. Um, but yeah, no, in, like in like in some of, in one of his jokes, he was talking about how um, like, obviously an anecdote with him involved with it, but how he takes the piss out of basically the women in his life because like you know they're incessant, they don't leave me alone, da 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 da. da. Bullshit opinions that no one has but is funny to laugh at, right? Mm. It's just very, like you said before, very manly sort of humour that is funny because of the outrageousness because no one else actually thinks like that.
1: Mm. You keep saying that no one actually thinks like that, but I feel as though, even if it's not you or your friends in particular, um, there are some people who get lost in the layers and layers of dark humour and do genuinely believe in it.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, when the dark humor joke is told to them, they don't laugh at it, they rally behind it. And it's not a humor thing for them. To them, it's a point. It's like, I find what Donald Trump says funny, right? In a a ups way, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I agree with very little with what he oh, says. Um, no. <laughs> I, 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 whenever, whenever he talks, I laugh. Whenever, pe- whenever Texans hear what Donald Trump says, they rally. Yeah. So there's obviously a difference there.
1: So you're saying Donald Trump is an
0: artist of dark humor? Some, he, he, he has been, yeah. I, don't, I
1: think everything he
0: says is serious. And it's oh, no, like he, what he know. says is serious, but I mean, it's it's humorous in a dark way,
1: um, essentially. Yes, okay. So, okay, let's bring it back more to um, the dark humor that we see online. Um, let me give an example. So on the internet, obviously, Especially on TikTok, a lot of debate has arisen regarding, like, you know, uh, dark humour and some boys saying that, you know, it's okay to discuss things like race in a really, like, white people discussing things like race in a very, like, callous and insensitive way in order to be funny. Like, for example, uh, literally yesterday I found this account and it was, like, this guy, it's just, like, men standing, standing like this and the lights are changing colours and the text is just, like... When you tell a BLM protester that you
0: can't get a hundred percent off on a PS Five during a riot. Oh, okay, I get the joke. They're right?
1: yeah. saying that they're stealing it. Yeah. Um, obviously, and like that's not funny.
0: You didn't even laugh. I didn't laugh at it because of the fact that not not because I'm okay, so yeah. I, I'm so against that's not be- I didn't laugh at it not because I'm so against the like the the joke itself like oh you shouldn't make that joke I just. It's I, so I just didn't... I, I, that that humour didn't really appeal to me. Right. But that, that that's not to say, I don't find it funny, why is it up there? Because, obviously, that might be funny to someone else who doesn't think that all black people steal.
1: Yeah, I'm getting the energy that the the dark humour to you is something that's like some social justice commentary situation. But have you ever... How so? Well, because you... you um, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm giving the idea that people, like, make dark jokes in order to make fun of people who actually
0: believe that? That can be, yeah. That that definitely can be. So That's not the whole thing, but it can be.
1: Oh, what's the other
0: part of it? Like I said before, just the, genu- the genuine outrageousness of the idea.
1: Right, so then why are these ideas funny? Just because
0: they're outrageous. Because,
1: correct. And then doesn't that just allow extremism to fester?
0: No, because by laughing at it, you're immediately um taking away its authority
1: are you though yes because these ideas suddenly like pervade every part of our online spaces and they exist in people's heads and so doesn't that just make them ever more relevant
0: but that also depends on the forum in which they're being produced see like that 4chan page with the um the super straight thing that was obviously a piss take sorry
1: so that was a little funny sorry that was a little bit funny. That was a little bit funny. Yes.
0: The whole thing behind the soup you found that funny. It's,
1: it's an SS to demonstrate that they're Nazis and it's the grinder colours. Obviously that's funny. It's, it, people it's, a, it's, it's a, a joker platform.
0: It, yeah, except these people are taking it
1: seriously and
0: turning it into transphobia. There you go. You don't go on a joke website and argue that, oh, these jokes shouldn't be allowed because it's it, it that's what they are. They're jokes. If you're on a forum where jokes are being made, I don't think that that's kind of the same thing as just rallying opinions against a certain race or gender or it, it, it's humor
1: but I think um the kind of dark humor that you're being exposed to that people around us are being exposed to is very surface level um it just occurred to me I just remembered that dark um another episode of the podcast which by the way go listen to it it's the all right pipeline episode dark humor is one of the um the first you <laughs> got a plug I've always be plugging <laughs>
0: Um, That's all right, <laughs> then. Make your dough. You Thank do you.
1: Thank you. Um, it's one of the first um, steps of entering into the alt right. So people, um, especially on gaming spaces, they make all of these dark jokes. They say boys, especially, make uh, you know sexist jokes about women or jokes about black people, etc. People of color, any any race, um, except white people, of course. And so they are they foster this idea that. Um, minorities are like invading online spaces and like you know they're taking our spaces away from us this and that and so then these, these dark jokes that like you know oh women aren't funny women can't do this women are invading our online gaming spaces that can be expanded to then when you go down into the rabbit hole even further to be to mean like oh women are invading our lives women are invading our world we need to subjugate them in order to maintain power and then the further you go along you get introduced to these like more
0: and more extreme ideas until, um, obviously this is, it sounds like a slippery slope because I'm going so quickly. Oh no, it's alright. I I no, okay. think
1: you're an artsy. That right. sounds really extreme. Yeah, no, look,
0: I, I think you're also forgetting the fact that when you exit those online spaces you enter the real world and your values realign because of the fact that you are back in the real world. But what you learn or what you see online that doesn't sit in the back of your mind and fester and grow like a parasite. It... It's but when you... Okay, you can disagree with that. And sometimes, probably... Science it? disagrees. It can. I, I don't know what science you've looked at. Or uh, well, what. not
1: science, sociology, really. It discusses how um, when boys become really enmeshed and, you know, they, they create really strong bonds with alt-right members online, this um, ideology lives inside their minds and they stop interacting as genuinely with the people around them. And you, instead, but you've,
0: you've just said they're strong so bonds. So if I don't create a strong bond with someone, but I still laugh at what they say, does that mean that it's still going to fester at the back of my mind?
1: Not necessarily, but I'm saying like, when you take it to its, its, its final completion, dark humor, you can stop at any point along the pipeline and stay there and think that that's as bad as it gets. But as you go further further, further along, dark humor is, uh, it plays a vital role in, in propelling people down this pipeline towards alt-right extremism. And I'm not saying everyone takes that path. I'm not saying everyone goes down the pipeline. But, you know, you can stop... You can stop with the... With the women and dishwashers jokes if you want. Yeah. But you also have the opportunity to keep going. And some people do. And, and We all have true. freedom
0: of opinion. And though I... Um, so
1: shouldn't you be free to be a Nazi?
0: Yeah. And someone else is free to tell you that you're an arsehole. That's what freedom of speech and freedom of opinion is.
1: So you think that that Nazis have a right to
0: exist? I think everyone has a right to exist as long as they're not hurting other people. But the uh, fundamental fundamentally. of
1: Nazism is hating other
0: people. Yes, I would tend to agree with that. However, we know that like, I'm, I'm trying to play devil's advocate it's here. Obviously, with like obviously with the the whole thing with feminism, that the definition of it in I, I guess in my opinion, I don't know if you have a different opinion on it. That the definition of feminism has essentially changed, and I feel like Nazism, though the fundamentals are like quite negative, it that it can still kind of change.
1: Sorry, what's it changed into? What. Like what
0: I'm not saying that it has changed. I'm saying that if it is changed in a sense that it's not hurting other people, I think it has a right to exist. Mm.
1: So if Nazism turns
0: into non-Nazism, it should exist. Uh, See, this is something that's going to get me in trouble. A little bit. (laughs) Yeah. No, look, I... Yeah, I'm. i just. I'm a big believer in freedom yeah, of opinion freedom and, freedom of and freedom of speech.
1: That is, yeah. Well, I mean, in Australia, we don't even have freedom of speech. We don't want to to say
0: what we want. Even in America, they don't have freedom of speech. Yeah. You're in a
1: crowded area. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. I think. But um, but I feel like that's
0: less of a freedom of opinion.
1: You should be. Uh, but the thing is, how can people coexist if one person, um, like let's. Think about a Nazi extremist. A Nazi extremist and a gay person can't exist in the same space.
0: Because a Nazi extremist believes that a gay person should not exist Hmm. and should be
1: exterminated.
0: And in order to combat that, you have something called a conversation.
1: An exchange
0: exchange of ideas.
1: Can you converse a Nazi away from hating the gays?
0: I think that you definitely could try. Absolutely. That's the entire idea of discourse. (laughs) that's that's what it is and I the, the, this is related to the next topic but I, I hate I hate the idea of wait is this cancel culture yeah, now? Yeah,
1: wait, wait Nazism is cancelled
0: okay. okay moving on right <laughs> with cancel culture the one thing I hate with it massively is the fact that it just denies the opportunity to have a conversation I do
1: agree I think
0: cancel culture has gone too far um, do you think it's inhibited the right of people's freedom?
1: I think that Cancel culture, Like, there's a difference between being criminally charged and being cancelled. Like, people say stuff like, oh, Harvey Weinstein was cancelled. No. no. He was literally yeah. a criminal. Like, that's not that's not what cancel culture hmm. is. Cancel culture is, like, people digging through each other's tweets, trying to find some racist thing that someone said in 2008. I don't really agree with that.
0: Well, I mean, my first experience with cancel culture was obviously a very negative one. Have you heard of a guy called Toby Turner? He, he was a YouTuber who, um, there were allegations that he had raped someone, mm-hmm. and they were just allegations, and they were later proved untrue, after the fact that about a million people flooded his, in, um, his social media and caused him to go clinically insane, because of the fact that they cancelled him that's to fair. an oblivion. I, I feel like that is where it could be headed, and that's why I hate it so much. That's definitely one of the That's, ha- that's why I'm afraid of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was another one had like a racist tweet, except she was black so I don't know how it was racist um, maybe towards a different um, cultural race but anyway um, this woman made a tweet like 10 years ago that was like a minor transgression and then she had to quit her job hashtag cancel culture am I right?
0: but I feel like cancel culture see cancel culture is based around the people's court and it it can be very subjective like there was like obviously that that person has been canceled for something that you don't see racist yeah. the fact that they're saying something about a race that is their own. No, no, do you remember what know. liam do you remember what liam neeson said about how when he uh he ho 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 uh he's an actor yeah, you've I seen star wars races, right yeah. is, you know um, the phantom menace the guy with the green lightsaber is he the
1: one
0: with the tentacles on his head? no, no I don't, don't, worry don't worry about it don't worry but about it just you're yeah, Oh, no, yes, yes yeah, him. He's yeah. from Taken. Da da da. Um, he said something about because um, I, I don't remember if it was his daughter or his wife that was murdered by a black man. Mm-hmm. But he said in an interview that um, he went through a, a, a period where, and, and he obviously condemned when he was saying it. He condemned this thought, but he went through a period where he just felt like getting a gun and shooting any black man he could see he wasn't cancelled for that and in fact John Barnes Ooh, um an ac- that's not very smart, well he was actually commended for saying it oh but, ew, by who uh, a guy called John Barnes he was um a, basically a black activist or um an African so um, because he's based in England an African English activist mm-hmm. that um he, he basically went through it he, his career in soccer was through a time where racism was rife uh, still, it still is in soccer and mm-hmm. all sports but For a time when people were throwing bananas at him every day by his own fans, like, and he came out and said that he shouldn't be cancelled. He should. He deserves a medal for coming out and saying that. That's how he felt at that time and having the bravery to do so. (laughs) Which, and he didn't get cancelled, and people actually stood behind that because I think of the fact that he was actually so loved by the community.
1: Maybe we should
0: have secrets. Maybe we shouldn't tell everyone about you. I I I agree. Um, you know, some people have bigger filters than others. Um, <laughs> case, case in point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, he says on her podcast where she talks about whatever she wants. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. But, um, yeah, I, I think cancel culture does sometimes have a place in the sense that who else was canceled I'm pretty sure was kind of technically cancelled for saying that he, like, wanted to abort his daughter or something. I,
0: I don't think many people take what Kanye says seriously because of the fact that he's very, very ill. Yeah. Um, so what what I was saying before about it is the fact that I was just making the point that cancel culture is very subjective yeah, and the fact that something so subjective has so much power is very dangerous. I agree. That's, that, that was the point I was making. Sorry if to just go on a no, complete no, no, tangent before.
1: Um, yeah, I agree. I think definitely you need... like. Sure, a general rule should be represented, but it should be, it should be represented in a, like a regulated way. Hmm. And I feel like cancel culture has come to the foreground so much because people don't trust the law to condemn these people.
0: Yes, I agree. But then, it's agree. Also like what deserves to be condemned? And also agree. Yeah. I think it, because it's that fine line where the law a lot of the time, the law a lot more than we actually think gets it wrong, hmm. um, whether it be sentencing things that are too harsh or too light whether it be actually convicting someone that should be convicted or not convicting someone that shouldn't be convicted. At the same time, cancel culture isn't just something to red flag these kinds of things. Cancel culture can be used to ruin people's lives. And I feel like that's essentially the problem with it in that there's no middle ground between cancel culture and um, the legal justice system. Mm -hmm. It is either extreme... Justice or extreme justice. There's no middle. There's no, hey, let's actually figure this out. There's only, ah. Oh, this person did this to me. Everyone jumps on the bandwagon. Mm. Off with his head.
1: But the other thing is, um, like, Shane Dawson, for example, is most likely a criminal, but no one has obviously come out against him. So, for that, so, like, I feel like sometimes it's warranted to quote unquote cancel, not necessarily cancel, but like spread awareness about someone who has definitely done something. Like there's footage, there's like, there's videos, there's photos, there's messages. When there's clear evidence, then, well, then it's not necessarily a matter of canceling someone. They did it themselves. Yeah. When evidence comes to light, then that's okay to condemn
0: them for. And I I doubt that um, this person, Shane Dawson, will not go... Unchecked by the law, oh. he'll, he'll he'll obviously be scrutinised in every facet of his life by the um, you know the investigation agencies, mm-hmm. and which as I you showed, to him, actually. Anyway. oh he fell off a cliff didn't he? Did he? Not literally. Oh. Jesus Christ, mate! <laughs> the way you just looked at me like, oh my God! Um, no, he's all. I think he's safe. I think. Oh, um, I
1: hope he's not.
0: Anyway. Ah, you're gonna. Yeah, I mean. Here we
1: go
0: <laughs> Fair enough But um Yeah Look I feel like I'm, I have a very subjective opinion About cancel culture Considering the fact that One of the big Dot points with cancel culture Is the fact of Did he rape her Or did he not rape her mm. that, 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 That's kind of like A big dot point Essentially Because one, on one hand You have someone Who has been raped by a man mm-hmm. And You know that person Is scarred for life by that And on the other hand, you have someone who has accused someone of raping them, in which they didn't, in which they are scarred for life by that.
1: I definitely think people who falsely accuse men of rape should, or anyone of rape, should be dealt with exact same punishments as a rapist.
0: Do you think that... Disgusting. Yeah, okay. Fair enough.
1: But um, also, I mean, if we are going to talk about rape, only 2% of
0: allegations are false. So, you know... I... I... um, I, personally I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the stat on that. I don't know where you got um, that stat from. You can look it up. But, um, look, I'm. I, again, I'm subjective about it because that's obviously something I'm very, like, very afraid of. It's one thing that I guess. It it, 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 it does hold a lot of people back, essentially.
1: False reporting. Oh, the, first of all, the majority of sexual assaults are never reported, 63% aren't. And then out of those 40 yeah, thirty-seven. Out of the thirty-seven that are, um, oh, the false cases are between two and six percent. So out of out of that thirty-seven percent, only two and six, two to six percent of those are false. So it is a small number, but obviously, um, innocent until proven guilty. If we're going to go by the, the justice system, but nonetheless, like cases like that do need to be handled by the courts, not by court. yeah.
0: And I feel like, um. With the whole not um, reporting the case, I, I, I feel like that this, um, well, if it is two to 6%, this misrepresentation of um, how much people, falsely accuse people of rape, I feel like that holds people back because as soon as someone says I've been raped, one of the first questions everyone asks is, are you lying about that? Mm-hmm. And then, they're just as scrutinized as a person who have they who they've accused, it and not. And if someone's gone through something like rape, they don't want any more scrutiny than they've already gone through. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, it's that uh, one not. It yeah, and no, like, look. <laughs> uh, before I said no one believes this, no one believes that, and you disagreed. No one on earth thinks that rape is okay.
1: Yeah. No one.
0: No one thinks rape is okay. Well, himself. I, I'd even argue then that they would have a, a flicker of a conscience to understand. Do
1: you something those dead eyes?
0: Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If you're an
1: incel, hit me up. Come on the podcast. I'm kidding. Don't. Don't
0: talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'll, I'll speak for the incels. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Much to say
0: for the incels? I don't know. What, I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's not go there. <laughs> I feel like Yeah, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that was a dot point, but sure. Oh, uh,
1: that's not a dot point. Yeah. <laughs> we can go into the next one. That was a good one. We agree. Cancer culture isn't great.
0: Okay. Um, I thought your opinion on that was going to be very different. but Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, huh. well, I'm all you know.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: Um, the next one is... talking about crossing the street. Yep. So, do you want to recount or shall
0: I? You can recount because it was it's a point you made. Okay,
1: a couple episodes ago, in an episode with Inaya, I mentioned... Uh, We got a question about like crossing the road. Essentially, I agree that it's a nice thing to
0: do if a guy crosses the road in order to make a woman feel safe. Um, I I think it's very. I I disagree with that whole blanket statement of a guy should just cross the road to make a woman feel safe. Mm -hmm. I feel like if a woman if a woman is feeling unsafe, nine times out of ten they will cross the road themselves anyway essentially and, and as will I if I'm yeah. if I'm walking past someone who's pretty dodgy in Coburg at 2am uh, you know in the morning um yeah I, I don't think the idea of men should do this to make women safe men should do that to make women safe I don't like as when you're talking about I, I, that's great you can make women feel safe you could make everyone feel safe I but talking but do. but talking about this um um what do you call it Oh my god, what's the word? Segregation. Segregation. Um, Separation. When you're being unsocial. Uh, this, this anti Thank you. Uh, this whole thing of um, anti-socialism where you think, oh, I'm going to move away from this person. Anti-social. I'm, I'm moving away from this person just so they don't feel safe. What if that person wants to ask for directions or wants to ask for any form of help whatsoever? They don't feel comfortable to because you've just moved away from them and they might think, oh, well, everyone's moving away from me. I can't ask anyone for help. That, that, that's essentially... But I think
1: that's very different to, like, if I'm... Like, if a guy wanted help for directions, they'd be like, excuse me, ma'am, can you please help me with directions? Is that like I wouldn't be like oh no get away from me I don't feel safe like if it was in a public space and they were asking a woman for directions that's a normal interaction yeah But if it's just two people like approaching each other on a footpath with no clear intention to interact and if the woman is scared which most likely she is or at least a little bit cautious if he crosses the road it's nice it's just nice
0: you might you might think it's nice and it, look it could be a nice thing to do but I feel it's just unnecessary if in every sense, like if, I, in some in some cases, yes, it, it can be somewhat nice. Yeah, it, it can be more necessary than others. You have to look at the context of like, if it's during the day, if it's during the night, if that person is obviously looking at you like side-eyed, like you, obviously yeah. there's different factors you need to take into account. If someone is looking at me, is walking past me and she's smiling, I'm not going to go, oh shit, and cross the road because that person might be scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway.
1: Um. Okay. So we need to go to class yeah thank you for coming on the podcast that's
0: alright man
1: and listener please give me five stars give us five stars on Apple Podcast just give me five stars yeah just give Tom five stars and um thanks for listening until next time this has been Humanity's Human oh wait also I have an anonymous suggestion box in my Instagram so if you want to say anything about the podcast or suggest something for the next episode please go there if you're too scared to, to face me um okay goodbye <laughs>